Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today here on the, the podcast, I'm going to be giving you another example of a folk song, an American folk song. Remember that we are doing our folk song, our American folk song and spirituals competition for our younger listeners. Remember, so if you want to memorize your 12 lines of American folklore, folk songs, memorize that, record a recitation and post it on social media with hashtag TDP contest. But make sure you do that by June 15th and we will that week we will uh, choose some winners. So don't forget about that. Today, I'm going to be reading a poem which you are most familiar with the chorus of. It's actually a song, or it was a song, and it's a folk ballad called Oh My Darling Clementine. You are probably familiar with the chorus, which is I'll read here in a second. You've probably sung it to yourself many times over the years. It's usually credited to someone named Percy Montrose in the 1880s, uh, although the name Barker Bradford sometimes comes into it. And according to Wikipedia, the song is believed to have been based on another song called Down by the River Lived a Maiden by H.S. Thompson from a couple decades earlier. And also according to Wikipedia, members of the Western Writers of America chose it as one of the top 100 Western songs of all time. Bobby Darin did versions of it, so many different versions have been uh, performed of it over the years. But I want to look at it as a poem today. It's a four stanza poem if you include the chorus, and it goes like this. In a cabin, in a cannon, an excavation for a mine, dwelt a miner, a 49er, and his daughter Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine, you are lost and gone forever. Dreadful sorry, Clementine. She drove her ducklets to the river every morning just at nine. She stubbed her toe against a sliver and fell into the foaming brine. I saw her lips above the water blowing bubbles soft and fine. Alas for me, I was no swimmer, and so I lost my clementine. So that's the whole thing. Another example of something quite tragic uh, being presented in a somewhat humorous, (laughs) a humorous mode, I suppose. There's a humorous tone to it. And when I mentioned that we were going to be doing some folk songs here on the show, my editor, Logan, shout out to Logan, when I mentioned that to him, he mentioned that folk songs are something that's right up his alley, I think is what he said. And he um, shared with me a, a blog post from a folk singer named Anais Mitchell. And she said something that uh, Logan mentioned has stuck with him. And I wanted to share that with you. So this is from Anais Mitchell's blog from a couple of years ago. Definitely check out her music, by the way. And she wrote, one time I got to meet Farron. And side note, Farron's a Canadian folk singer. One time I got to meet Farron, and she said something so simple to me that I'll never forget. She said, when you say a word, an image, you summon a spirit. If you say door, you summon the spirit of door. Then you say another word, and it summons another spirit, and the two have chemistry together. I know this is true, and it's the reason why writing songs is like writing a spell or a prayer. I believe in the power of certain cliches because they summon spirits we all know and understand and can control. They come from the classic spellbook of American songs, and we know if we sing about driving down the freeway or a white dress, which spirits we're summoning. There are powerful magicians who work only within this spellbook, and I admire them. For me, though, the most fascinating thing is to string words and images together one after another in pursuit of a particular collection of spirits whose chemistry is something unknown, true, and thrilling. Spirits capable of touching the heart in a virgin spot. 
utter words and images in a certain order in a quiet room or an empty car and see what spirits they summon. If the wrong ones, utter different stuff in a different order. Sometimes, if you use the wrong word, it summons a very big, bold spirit, and he tries to take over the song. Gotta watch out for those guys. And she's talking here about writing folk music and, and, and writing the songs that stick with us for so long, that when those spirits have been summoned, sometimes they get into a collective consciousness. I find that fascinating, and I'm, thank you to Logan for sharing that with me. I wanted to share it with you as well. We get these sad songs, these, these uh, sad things that get passed on over the years, and sometimes they evolve a little bit, but they evoke or call upon a, a certain sort of spirit. Um, and, and it's interesting how across the span of a couple hundred years, American folk music and folklore took on a sort of unique tone, a unique voice, if you will. Many of these songs that I've read have a very similar um, ethos to them and a very similar aesthetic tone to them. Much in the same way that, you know, say, for example, German fairy tales have a similar tone. But these ones are so particularly American. And I've tried to touch on that a couple times in my comments. Here we, of course, have this very sort of romantic, sad romantic thing going on here. The intersection of romanticism and, and, um, and sadness happening at the same time. You know, little r romanticism, I suppose. And um, that's not a particularly American thing. But it's the voice that's American. You know, there's, there's, the, there's the way the words are formed, the way they're shaped, the way, the way certain words are jammed together um, that, that, kind of be, that have sort of become, through these songs, I suspect, uh, part of the vernacular of American English. And, I, and I, I find that fascinating and worth paying attention to. I mean, it's part of our cultural heritage. And I do think that's part of the reason why these songs stick around and why they're worth singing with our children and why they're worth memorizing in contests for poetry podcasts. <laughs> So here, one more time, is Oh My Darling Clementine. In a cabin, in a cannon, an excavation for a mine, dwelt a miner, a 49er, and his daughter Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling Clementine, you are lost and gone forever. Dreffel sorry, Clementine. She drove her ducklets to the river every morning just at nine. She stubbed her toe against a sliver and fell into the foaming brine. I saw her lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. Alas for me, I was no swimmer, and so I lost my clementine. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back uh, tomorrow with another poem for you.